Father Dan, how are you? It's good to be with you. Good to be with you. So listen, I've, I've been uh, researching, I guess, the past three or four months, the life of Father Al, reading a lot of books, uh, really studying his spirituality. Mm. And I'm wondering, you know, you as the new chaplain in a few weeks, uh, when did you first become aware of the Sisters of Mary and Father Al? Uh, when I went into the seminary in 92 at the Mount St. Mary's, I had come across this opportunity to serve the poor through um, uh, a family that had a great love for Father Al and the Sisters of Mary. And in 92, I went down and visited Chalco. That's when it was Boys Town and Girls Town. And an opportunity to see the work, I actually went out and visited the children in their homes. Had a tremendous experience, a, a tremendous um, encounter, I would say, with the poor in 92 and the work of the sisters. So my relationship with the sisters goes back almost 30 years. What most stuck out to you about the sisters and, and maybe their love and appreciation for Father Al? Well, it's interesting. Their joy is really epic. It's really just tremendous. Their witness of hope and also the ability to for the sisters to see the transformation of the children. You know, the children come in in various experience, having had many experiences. But ultimately what happens is the sisters see the potential of God. And, you know, one of their phrases is, the glory of God is man fully alive. So they want to awaken in the children who they are and what their purpose is and what their dignity is as children of God. Yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. I saw the same thing down in Chalco. You know, I'm wondering, you know, you've been a priest for 20-some years in the Archdiocese mm-hmm. of Washington. So all of a sudden, uh, last month, you sort of break the news that you're going to become a missionary priest. A lot of people were stunned. But one of the things that really sort of stuck out to me is a lot of folks kind of came to me and said, you know what, it doesn't surprise me mm-hmm. that Father Dan is actually going to sort of cut the cord as sort of a pastor of a parish to become a missionary priest. And they mm-hmm. said, I think Father Dan always had this missionary zeal in his heart, even as a pastor of St. Andrews or JDW. So I'm wondering, uh, not to put you on the spot, but is that a fair sort of analogy that these folks kind of saw, that missionary's heart that you had? Well, my family um, had a love for the poor. I watched it in, in, in my family. Then I did some mission trips in college and through the seminary. And then who I am as a priest, it's been guided by the, my spiritual directors. It's been guided by the influence of Father Al. It's been guided by Mother Teresa. So I think um, my ministry as it is, it's, a, it's um, a, a coming together of many experiences of, of the priesthood and um, of sp- spiritual people and holy people in my life from uh, serving the poor. And all of those things have just awakened in me great opportunities to um, continue that love for the poor as, as Father Al has written so beautifully. Yeah, very well. That that's it. You know, you're you're generally regarded, Father Dan, as a pretty hardworking priest. And uh, I'm wondering, though, as a missionary priest now, it's going to demand sort of an amputation of will, sort of an amputation of self, where you sort of offer yourself up in a new dimension, uh, where you sort of become um, poor with the poverty. So you're not around parishioners every day. You're not worried about the Sunday collection, about the furnace that went down in the, in the church. You're, you are stepping into a new dimension. How do, how is that going to work? Well, you know, Father Al blazed an amazing trail of sacrifice and service. I, I think back on how he would fly back and forth from the Philippines to, to Korea every week. And um, I looked at his life, and I have to say I was incredibly edified by the reality of his generosity. 
I know I can't keep up with that generosity, so I have to do it in my own way. Um, the need for serving the poor is going to be unique and a new experience for me in this dynamic with working with the sisters. Um, it's my hope that I will pray, I will sacrifice, and I will do my best, as the sisters say, to, uh, to reach to Christ in the presence of the poor. Very good. Beautiful. Now, last question. Um, all of your former parishioners at your different parishes, your friends, um, what can they do to really help you uh, when, when Father Dan hops on a plane for the foreseeable future and they don't see you anymore mm -hmm. to a certain degree? What can they do for you now? Well, I think more than anything else, they could pray for me. Because more than anything else, what I want to be is, the, is a spiritual father to the sisters and the children. And giving an opportunity for the kids to have the sacraments wherever I am more regularly so that they can really fulfill their God-given calling to be saints. Second is to truly um, meet in the Eucharist. The Eucharist was Father Al's primary mission to get, allow the children to receive the Eucharist, the sisters to love the Eucharist, and same with me and the whole history of the church. So I would say that we would meet in, in the Blessed Sacrament. There's so many ways to love the poor, and in, in their own sacrificial way, I think all of us can go deeper into our own hearts, experience our own poverty, and from that poverty is how we can go serve others. Uh, very Eucharistic. Thank you very much, Father Dan. God bless you.